Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Wednesday, February 2nd. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there would be a famine in the land, not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos 8, 11 and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread nor thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Even in the days of Joseph there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is twenty minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures, and for the bread Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Teruma, and it means offerings. Exodus 26, 15-30 For the framework of the tabernacle, construct frames of acacia wood. Each frame must be 15 feet high and 27 inches wide, with two pegs under each frame. Make all the frames identical. Make twenty of these frames to support the curtains on the south side of the tabernacle. Also make forty silver bases, two bases under each frame, with the pegs fitting securely into the bases. For the north side of the tabernacle, make another twenty frames, with their forty silver bases, two bases under each frame. Make six frames for the rear, the west side of the tabernacle along with two additional frames to reinforce the rear corners of the tabernacle. These corner frames will be matched at the bottom and firmly attached at the top with a single ring forming a single corner unit. Make both of these corner units the same way. So there will be eight frames at the rear of the tabernacle set in sixteen silver bases, two bases under each frame. Make crossbars of acacia wood to link the frames, five crossbars for the north side of the tabernacle, and five for the south side. Also, make five crossbars for the rear of the tabernacle, 
which will face west. The middle crossbar, attached halfway up the frames, will run all the way from one end of the tabernacle to the other. Overlay the frames with gold and make gold rings to hold the crossbars. Overlay the crossbars with gold as well. Set up this tabernacle according to the pattern you were shown on the mountain. Isaiah 9, 5 and 6 The boots of the warrior and the uniforms bloodstained by war will all be burned. They will be fuel for the fire. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Matthew 22, 1-33 Yeshua also told them other parables. He said, The kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a king who prepared a great wedding feast for his son. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servants to notify those who were invited. But they all refused to come. So he sent other servants to tell them, The feast has been prepared. The bulls and fattened cattle have been killed, and everything is ready. Come to the banquet. But the guests he had invited ignored them and went their own way, one to his farm, another to his business. Others seized his messengers and insulted them and killed them. The king was furious, and he sent out his army to destroy the murderers and burn their town. And he said to his servants, The wedding feast is ready, and the guests I invited aren't worthy of the honor. Now go out to the street corners and invite everyone you see. So the servants brought in everyone they could find, good and bad alike, and the banquet hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guests, he noticed a man who wasn't wearing the proper clothes for a wedding. Friend, he asked, how is it that you are here without wedding clothes? But the man had no reply. Then the king said to his aides, Bind his hands and feet, and throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Then the Pharisees met together to plot how to trap Yeshua into saying something for which he could be arrested. They sent some of their disciples, along with the supporters of Herod, to meet with him. Teacher, they said, we know how honest you are. You teach the way of God truthfully. You are impartial and don't play favorites. Now tell us what you think about this. Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Yeshua knew their evil motives. You hypocrites, he said. Why are you trying to trap me? Here, show me the coin used for the tax. When they handed him a Roman coin, he asked, Whose picture and title are stamped on it? Caesar's, they replied. Well then, he said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and give to God what belongs to God. His reply amazed them, and they went away. That same day, Yeshua was approached by some Sadducees, religious leaders who say there is no resurrection from the dead. They posed this question, Teacher, Moses said if a man dies without children, his brother should marry the widow and have a child who will carry on the brother's name. Well, suppose there were seven brothers. The oldest one married and then died without children, so his brother married the widow. 
But the second brother also died, and the third brother married her. This continued with all seven of them. Last of all, the woman also died. So tell us, whose wife will she be in the resurrection? For all seven were married to her. Yeshua replied, Your mistake is that you don't know the Scriptures, and you don't know the power of God. For when the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. In this respect, they will be like the angels in heaven. But now, as to whether there will be a resurrection of the dead, haven't you ever read about this in the Scriptures? Long after Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had died, God said, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. So he is the God of the living, not the dead. When the crowds heard him, they were astounded at his teaching. Psalm 27, 1-6 The Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger, so why should I tremble? When evil people come to devour me, when my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I am attacked, I will remain confident. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek the most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in Yahweh's perfections, and meditating in His temple. For He will conceal me there when troubles come. He will hide me in His sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. Then I will hold my head high above my enemies who surround me. At His sanctuary I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy, singing and praising the Lord with music. Proverbs 6, 20-26 My son, obey your father's commands and don't neglect your mother's instruction. Keep their words always in your heart. Tie them around your neck. When you walk, their counsel will lead you. When you sleep, they will protect you. When you wake up, they will advise you. For their command is a lamp and their instruction a light. Their correct discipline is the way to life. It will keep you from the immoral woman, from the smooth tongue of a promiscuous woman. Don't lust for her beauty. Don't let her coy glances seduce you. For a prostitute will bring you to poverty, but sleeping with another man's wife will cost you your life. I'd like to speak to you today from Psalm 27. And we're going to zoom in on verses 4 and 5, where it is written, The one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek the most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in His temple. Verse 5, For He will conceal me there when troubles come. He will hide me in His sanctuary. He will place me out of reach, on a high rock. So, what is this sanctuary, this temple, that the psalmist is writing about and referring to? Well, there's a literal temple and sanctuary in the heavenly realm, in heaven, right now. It exists today. 
There used to be a temple, an earthly temple, in Jerusalem, but in 70 AD it was burned down, and all that remains of it is the western wall. So could the temple be, is, we could say, well, it's my church. It's my church where I go to every week. Could that be the temple? Or is there yet another meaning that we can peel away and drill down to? The psalmist talks about hiding in the Lord's sanctuary, delighting in his presence, and being concealed in this place when troubles come, being hidden in his sanctuary. Perhaps, if you have a special place where you go to pray, a little prayer closet somewhere, that is your temple, your little temple where you go to meet with the Lord. If you have a chair in the corner in your bedroom, a little nook under the stairwell, a little spot down in the basement, a foyer that you've turned into a prayer room, a closet that you've turned into a prayer room. Maybe that could be, in a sense, your temple, your sanctuary, your place where you go to hide in him and to be hidden from the world, and from all of its troubles. Maybe it's in your car as you drive in your commute to work. Maybe it's in the bathroom when you lock the door to keep everybody out. Honestly, today for me has been a really stressful day. I feel like I'm a juggler and I'm juggling eight balls and I can only catch five of them and three of them are falling all around me. And I just keep trying to catch this ball and catch that one and take care of this issue. And then another issue comes up and then another issue comes up and I'm just running all day. And it's really stressful. I never have a moment to pause. And some of it is pandemic-related issues, supply chain issues, trying to send something in the mail of high high importance to someone you love and then it doesn't get there and it was important medication just all kinds of things the pandemic has just really brought things to a grinding halt in many ways and things don't run effectively efficiently smoothly productively anymore it's like everything runs very slowly if at all. Businesses are constantly shorthanded for workers, not enough employees to keep keep things going. It's just stressful to live in this kind of an environment where productivity is down, efficiency is down, you can't get things done, things don't work the way they should, service isn't the way it ought to be. And a lot of it is because of corruption. It's frustrating. We live in evil times. And so, maybe, just maybe, going away for 20 minutes or 30 minutes or however long in a prayer closet, a quiet place, 
to just be in the presence of Yeshua and worship Him and spend time with Him and lean your head on His shoulder and just say, Lord, refresh me. I'm tired. I'm weak. I'm weary. I'm just weary. Maybe that is our little sanctuary that we have now until one day there is a restored temple in Jerusalem that we will get to go to. Right now, it's a vision. It's a dream. It's a desire. It is a reality in heaven, but not here on earth. So with that thought, I'd like to close with this beautiful song. It's Psalm 27 put to music by Jonathan Ogden. Enjoy. Gracious and answer. You have said, Seek my face, and my heart responds. Your face I will see. Your face I will see. of the Lord. 
Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs> 